Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back once again as we have decided to cover yet another Isekai Webtoon. No, wait, come back. It's not the gamer. I promise you, it's not the gamer again. So uh, join us for that time. I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends, and actually most of them were trash, but some of them weren't, a.k.a. girlfriend who absolutely doesn't want to read trash manga versus boyfriend who absolutely wants her to read trash manga. AKA the Trash Manga Friends Podcast. You know the drill by now. Three people discussing two volumes of one trash manga, except this time it's a webtoon, so 30 episodes of one trash webtoon. Some are good, some are bad, but let's be honest, they're all trash. I am your 550 year old trapped in a three year old's body, Sean, and I am joined as ever by my angle and devil, Phil and Mike. How are you both? Uh, to think that you are only a 550 year old rookie numbers i know <laughs> i'm just happy you uh used the title of that manga i posted <laughs> <laughs> i looked at the ones i have on the list it's like yeah i'll just steal phil's why not yeah this is uh it, this is a um we, we, we've been on an accidental hiatus recently because i have been horrendously ill like oh my god it's not with the virus it's just just you know general man flu which has decided to come out of all orifices hot yeah i was gonna say yeah between you uh dying and uh multiple yep. birthdays we uh, haven't recorded in a hot minute yeah like two three weeks so we had plenty of time to read this so phil when did you finish reading this uh what, what's the time now yeah about 30 <laughs> minutes ago <laughs> i am outing you son when did you finish reading this mike okay that really does define. You need to define finished. Here. <laughs> uh, okay, you you have read all of the allocated amount. Okay, so the first time I read the allocated amount was sometime in the middle of my general illness period. It's all a blur, so fuck knows when exactly that was. But it was sometime over the last week. I did, in fact, have to read it all again today, though, because I needed to. You remember the parts remember which it, yeah. weren't yeah which weren't like some sort of fever induced dream <laughs> what i'm hearing mike is you enjoyed this enough to read it twice god I, okay what i got yeah me reading stuff twice is no mark of enjoyment i've had to read <laughs> plenty of absolute dreck twice just to make sure i didn't rage delete it from my mind <laughs> it's like i think i read Grand Blue Dreaming twice just because it's like why? that. Why? Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> that. Right. That couldn't have happened. <laughs> that didn't happen. Like no, no, it all happened. Oh, all right. Glad I read this twice. Good news, buddy. Another like 60, 90 minutes, and you can forget about this one forever. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, we loved it. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Let's get to it. Yeah. Woo. So, this time around, as I mentioned, we have been covering an isekai web novel by the name of The Adventures of a Demon King's Daughter. That's its official English name. I am not going to try and pronounce its Korean name, because I would not stand a chance. Uh, so this originally started as a web novel back in 2017, which I believe has finished. And then the webtoon version started in 2019, and as far as I can tell, is ongoing. Uh, as I mentioned, it's an isekai, but instead of being more action fantasy, this focuses more on like the drama and a little bit of the romance elements. Uh, it was originally, so the web novel, written by uh, Yeowul, and then the art and story adaptation, I believe, has been done by Yumnin, and I've almost certainly pronounced that wrong. 
Uh, as I mentioned, this is officially licensed. You can go read this on the Tappy Toon website. The first three scripts are available for free. And then you'll have to start investing in their economy. Uh, I believe it's about £15 if you want to read everything that's on there at the moment. But uh, bear in mind, that'll be using a token system where obviously you'll have tokens left over because, yeah, you remember Microsoft points? Good times. Yeah. Good times. Love third-party currencies. Oh, baby. And uh, no anime adaptation as of yet. And I don't know if this, unlike the last couple we've done, which have been getting anime adaptations, I wouldn't bet on one for this anytime soon. I mean, webtoons in general, outside don't of a couple of exceptions, yeah. I mean, yeah. wait 30 minutes. <laughs> wait 30 minutes. <laughs> no, if you're going to pick a webtoon from our archive, do so leveling. That is, yeah. Uh, uh, there is actually a push at the moment, I think, to try and get that animated. I suspect that will be one. Be amazed if it isn't now that Crunchyroll is starting to do webtoon animations. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what exactly are the adventures of a Demon King's daughter? Phil, tell us a little bit more about uh, this episode's webtoon. Sure. Uh, so this follows our heroine. As we discover, she has a bit of a shitty life in modern day Korea. Uh, her parents died when she was young. She was taken in by her aunt, who is kind of a bitch and mm. just doesn't treat her very nice at all. Abusive, to say the least. Abusive, yeah. to say the least, yes. Almost comic book evil. No, <laughs> al almost. Almost. This comes to a head where the aunt confronts our heroine and the heroine runs away into the middle of the road and gets hit by a car and dies. Shock. Gasp. I, and that, nah, let's get gets hit by a truck. No, 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 and she, per the Iskai trend, awakens in a brand new world as a baby, and soon discovers that she is in fact the daughter of the Demon Lord. Of course. And that's that's all the teaser I'm giving you. Yeah, th this one has a very odd start. I mean, if you know what's going to happen beforehand, then it kind of feels a bit drawn out. But if you don't know what's going to happen, it just feels very, very unsettling as the way it starts. Because it's just going through this person who is clearly depicted to not be traditionally attractive. Yeah, definitely. It's, she's clearly depicted that way. And she's only got like one friend who turns out isn't really her friend or something. It's, like, it's just this person's life is just tragic upon tragic upon tragic. Like, it's teenagers, early 20s something. I must say, I did find that bit slightly weird as well, because they imply that they've been friends for a while with this person, and that like she's been friends with this other person for a while, and then that other person has like one conversation with someone else. It's like, oh yeah, I'm never going to be your friend now. It's like, yeah, uh. the, and the conversation in question is bizarre as well, because I get that teenagers can be uh, superficial, but it's like the conversation in question is that someone told her only friend that the person, the main character in question, has been admitted to a mental facility of some kind. And self-harms. And yeah, and they self-harm because they've already got injuries. 
but they are never like at any time they don't question it they don't do anything like that they just go like oh they must be crazy then ha, 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 i'm gonna stay away from you well the 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 friend in question does kind of say oh she did always seem a bit weird and she is always depicted as being injured so yeah but i mean first all of all implied, everyone thinks those are self-inflicted which sure. we find out is not the case it's, it's all... not the case at all like they all of these injuries come from the abusive aunt and the being admitted to facilities is because the aunt just goes off on her and says i'm gonna get you committed and it's like and even if that wasn't the case though even if this was all true why is this a reason for disliking someone like why why does the immediate thought go to avoid avoidance versus you know nurture and help and support i don't think it's a case of dislike i think it's a case of oh i should not be around that person yeah i don't know that, I mean, that rubbed me up the wrong way. Something. It just seemed weird yeah. that they've been supposedly like it's not like they've been five minute friends. It seemed weird yeah. that you wouldn't even have a conversation after that. Yeah, sure. absolutely. It's like I've had friends, five minute friends. You just put it like I have, and then something like a minor thing goes wrong. Like you just find out you're not into like one of the same things, and all of a sudden you just never talk to that person again. And it's fine. Oh, I just like, didn't want to stick it in my butt. Like <laughs> I was trying you to know, figure out how I could slide like that. <laughs> I'm joking. There, so. Well, with a lot of lube, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you figure out it's like you're not on the same page on one topic or whatever. You never talk to each other, and nobody cares. Like it's it's fine. That was never going to work out anyway. Whatever. I uh, just let that go. But then you have these friends that you've had for like your whole life or a significant portion of your life. You don't find out one little fact about them and go like, okay, well, we're not friends anymore, and you just walk off. That's not how humans work. I don't care how superficial a teenager you are. It just doesn't work that way. It's, it's annoying. I don't think they're that old friends, because they're university age, because I think she's 20 at this point. Yeah, it's not uh, so, old, so I'm assuming they, they've only known each other maybe a year or something, is my assumption. They're not friends for life, but it's like it's portrayed as though it's been longer than just like we met on opening week and it's two weeks later. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying I don't think it's necessarily their good old friends, as it were. I think it's just like, oh, they, they've known each other a little bit. Yeah, it just it rubbed me up the wrong way that it was so casually thrown away just because they wanted a little bit more drama in this person's life. It's like, they had to depict this person as the most tragic life they could possibly, possibly imagine. <laughs> and mm. it's like, wow, okay. Even down to the point of they're in the one tiny shoebox apartment and they don't talk to anyone outside of it. They don't go outside a whole lot and they're having to avoid phone calls. And like, So the apartment thing is a thing in Korea, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will qualify this with I know very little about Korean culture. I'm guessing this is based on the translation note. Yeah. Yeah. Same one that I translation read, yeah. note. It's basically the same. There, there's what they call like study apartments, which are just basically like really small apartments, which some students end up living in because apparently they're really cheap. And they're, they are literally like bed, desk, that's it. Yeah. Like a Presumably desk in a, bed. a shared bathroom and kitchen or something. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And so, at the I like the the peak, the height of how tragic this person's life is, at the absolute like pinnacle of it, like they've just gotten a phone call from the abusive aunt saying like you better come home this summer 
or I'm going to beat you, essentially. And then they're yeah, going to do that anyway. By the hair. Yep. And then they go outside and the aunt's waiting for them there. Like, oh, it's even worse. She does everything she's planning on doing. And then she does that in public as In well. public, in yeah. front of like, people, wow. like, presumably, yeah. And then it's at that moment that Carcoon comes around and delivers the actual striking part of the story, uh, which is the uh, deliverance to the other world, the Isekai portion of the story. Yes. And at that point, if you don't know what's going on based on the title or whatever, to that point you realize everything that's happened up until this is essentially irrelevant. Essentially. It was just a bunch of abuse porn for no reason. It's like... It's... Mostly. Why? I agree mostly. The idea is uh, you set up that she's basically had a very lonely and isolated life. Yeah, but you could get that out of there in, I like, agree. in like four panels, maybe. There, there is more to it as well, but I think that's jumping ahead quite a bit at this point. Yeah, like a lot. Like there's not a whole lot to it based on the entire 30 strips that we read. Like 30 chapters. It's insane. There, there is a bit more behind all of that stuff. It's just. Don't, don't get, I'll get. Um, we'll get to yeah, that. We'll, we'll get to oh, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to that, that, I'm sure. But yeah. that is like towards the end of the 30. And well, it's just like this whole fact of shit just being mostly irrelevant, that never really goes away. <laughs> because that, this, this, this one has the opposite problem that a lot of the stuff we read is. The usual problem is nothing happens the entire time. A shit ton of stuff happens in this one. Loads. Fucking loads. None of it is relevant. Like, yeah, I none would, of it. I would describe this as a nothing happens because nothing of relevance happens. Yeah, nothing of relevance happens, absolutely. But like, There this... are maybe one or two plot points that last maybe one or two episodes of yeah. actual plot points. The rest is just characters. Well, I get that this is supposed to be a slow burn. I absolutely get that. But the problem is, at 30 chapters in, we are almost near a plot. <laughs> like an overarching plot. Steady on that, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> almost. Like, we have hints of one on the horizon. And, yeah. This... It's, it's still in build mode after yeah. 30 episodes. Just for one comment to pick mm -hmm. out here you're saying it you know it's a slow build and whatnot uh -huh. um something we didn't say is this is uh generally aimed at the shoujo demographic so sure uh sort of younger girls typically that sort of yeah I'm, I'm not ragging on it for that no but uh, but i just want to say because it's aimed at typically comics aimed at that sort of demographic focus less on like big massive plots or lots of flashy action they focus more on the character relationships but even then they have some drama they have some stakes in a chapter to chapter or volume to volume basis which this just doesn't mm -hmm. mm. it's it's very it's meant to be very fluffy and it certainly is it, there's a lot of just not a lot happening because you actually start with the uh the drama as it were of after the the car incident, the actual isekaiing part of it, they immediately you even find out that she's been reincarnated into a human. 
maybe? Uh, it's not. She's a Banma, but you don't find that out for a bit. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not. Mm, you, you it's not very clear. That yeah, the, they give her the actual title of Banma later on, but you find out pretty early on she's like half demon, half human. Yeah. Yeah, so she's largely human for the most part, uh, just newborn baby, and it take the story takes you through. Oh yeah, and her. <laughs> I don't mean to go like. Oh yeah, side fact. Um, but yeah, it's also important to point out that uh, her mother dies in childbirth as well. For some reason, I don't even know if it was in childbirth. She's just there, and like I'm dying now. Like bye. Yeah, it, it's implied it's childbirth. <laughs> yeah, I assume it's complications from giving ch- uh, birth to a. To a child. To a combination of angel and demon child in a medieval society. I mean, I, I guess. Would, I would it just, just comes across of, I need to go now, my planet needs just, me. <laughs> it is a little bit. Especially considering because she's angelic, she also yeah. sort of... Re- whatever. Anyway. Yeah, this is the full-on trope of angel and demon make a baby. Uh, yes. In fact, if you've ever watched Little Nicky, the Adam Sandler movie, <laughs> imagine that, a but not. A long time ago. Yeah, okay, that's a very, very bad example. Don't watch that movie. Or do. I think it's funny. But anyway, uh, it's... But yeah, it's um, it's a trope, and that's what they do here. And at that point, they... From there, they, in pr- quite long form, decide to go through this child's life almost, like, a year at a time. <laughs> almost. So you've got a bunch of scenes of her as a baby... Then they yep. time skip to three years old, and they time skip to seven years old, and that pretty much takes the entire scope of these first thirty chapters. Yes, like it, it's very long form, and so and within that time, it focuses on the kind of relationships that a child grows within those years of life. And the thing is, I don't hate that because I like things that actually show like a passage of time. Yeah. So much, so many manga and so many webtoons are like pretty much just, even though it plays out as though these have been years worth of events, it's been like, nah, this was a week. They're, they're all the same. They're all the same age they are at the start God as they damn are. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point. Like, often you'll have something like that, which is why when you have stuff like this, it's like, no, there is actually is a passage of time. It's like, that's really neat. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. The part that I dislike because of its sheer irrelevancy is all the demon and fantasy element shit. <laughs> It's so you complete... mean everything. Yeah, it's all crazy <laughs> irrelevant because they're all just people. <laughs> it's like cool. every so often they'll splash wow. in a side plot to be like, this is some magical shit. And you're like, all right, but how does that affect anything? <laughs> it doesn't. Let me put it this way. I have four pages of notes. Two of them are just character names and profiles because <laughs> it yeah, just because... throws them at you and oh, gives them 20 shit. different names. And they don't mean anything. There's shit tons of like side details. I this is another one where I feel like somebody wanted to like make a somebody wanted to make a gacha is what I'm saying here. <laughs> somebody wanted to make some sort of fantasy esque game with minimal gameplay and a fuck ton of characters. I, to I me, think it's, more... it's like they've got a wiki of some kind. They've got their like bible of their own world they've been visualizing yeah. for years, and they. Re- I and mean, it's very important that they tell you every detail of this. So they've got to introduce every character that they've been saying up for years. And then you're 30 chapters in, and they're like, oh, maybe a story at some point with these but people. But it's all, it's all fucking irrelevant. 
Yep. Like, just remove all of the fantasy aspects, make all the characters normal-ass humans, and the story does not change. I, at all. I disagree to an extent. Alright, what extent do you disagree to? I mean, so, one of the things that happens is, for example, so, we said, obviously, her father in her new Isekai world is a demon lord. And I the demon a. king, yes. Yes, a, no, a, a, a demon lord slash king. Sure. He has to go because his people need him. So he disappears for like a month or something. Yep. And This is when she's like three years old or something. Yeah, this is when yeah. she's like three. And, you know, obviously she's like super lonely because it's like, well, she didn't really have parents in her old life. Naturally, she's become rather attached to her new father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she gets really lonely. Like, I don't even remember what my point was here. What, what were we arguing about? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you've summed up this series. That is so emblematic of this whole fucking story. You go on a tangent and you get to the end of it and you're like, wait, what? What, <laughs> what were we doing? I actually can't even remember why I started this. <laughs> what were we saying? That's how forgettable oh this story is. I was saying about how uh, all the fantasy elements are basically uh, yeah. irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And then you sure, forgot you, what your so, point was. My, my point was he has to go because he has to go rule over his kingdom for a bit. Sure. Like, sure, you could completely change the setting. You could make it a different fantasy world. You could make it a different country in modern-day Earth. And you could just say he has to go on a business trip for a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the point is, they said, no, no, he's got to go. He is the king of part of the demon world. Sure. He has to go quash the rebellion, as it were. And I mean, you get all those sorts of fancy elements in it, and I I think they're worthwhile. And I, I will say, obviously, in the 30 strips we've read, it doesn't matter a great deal. It does come up and becomes a lot more relevant later on. Well, counterpoint to your counterpoint that you eventually right. remembered was: yeah. Have you never heard of like medieval England, where that exact thing happened all the time with regular ass humans? Like sure. you don't, you don't need demons and magic and shit. It's all set dressing. It is, but my point is: Why does it matter if they chose the set dressing of demons and magic? I'm not saying it matters, but that's kind of my point. It doesn't matter. Like they spend a long time getting to it, and it's like, why did I care about any of that? I think the idea is here, as Mike says, they introduce a lot of fancy elements. So there are dragons, there are fairies, there are demons and angels, but they don't really utilize that. They're more just people who are there. It's not like you have a scene of a dragon rampaging. Or of the fairy going, oh no, we've got to use my magical fairy dust to save this person. They're just more characters. Yeah. And like even when they do try and introduce those kinds of elements, like there's right at the beginning when the mother dies in childbirth, there's like a bunch of nurse mages or something. Angels. There's angels, Mike. Are they? Okay. They're wearing cloaks. I'm unfucking no. They've all got angelic titles. Oh no, I'm talking about the ones literally as she's dying. Like surrounding her bed, oh, they're those. casting some okay. sort Sorry. of magic. The the quite literal throwaway characters, yeah. Sorry, yes. yeah, the midwife. Yes. Right, in, in so much as the demon king throws them away. 
but yeah um they are literally surrounding the bed like we're trying to heal her with magic but it's not working and it's like again you just remove that <laughs> it's fine it doesn't make any difference to the story nothing ever and none of the fantasy elements ever make a bit of difference beyond a few of like the fantasy fight scenes of very rarely very rarely interspersed throughout this thing and it's just like this is a story that takes place in a fantasy world but the fantasy world is irrelevant they don't do anything with it it's more a case of they've not done anything with it yet sure the episodes fell <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying you can't say, oh, get rid of the shitting setting because they've not done <laughs> anything yet. I'm not saying get rid of it. What I'm saying is they take so long to get to anything of substance. You can't help but sit there and think it's irrelevant. And that really takes you out of the story. Because, yeah, I totally believe they'll do something with it eventually. I said already, this is clearly a slow burn. But good God, 30 episodes and you, it's still not crazy relevant. That's, that's not great. Like it's, imagine if it took 30 episodes for Walter White to start cooking meth in Breaking Bad. <laughs> well, I was going to say, there are ways you can pay that off. Like I think in the original like, Game of Thrones, like the first season or the first book, they make hints that there's more going on. There's fantasy elements, but nothing actually fantastical happens until I think right at the end of the first book when uh, Daenerys hatches the dragons and suddenly it's like, yeah. oh shit, there are fantasy elements. So there are ways you can pay off like a lack of fantasy in a fantasy world. But yeah. This just okay. doesn't. <laughs> well, to be fair here, Sean, the first book of Game of Thrones is like, what, 600 fucking pages long? Yes. But the thing is, I, I get what Sean's saying. This is not 600 pages felt like it but the, <laughs> the the thing is with game of thrones is the reason why i'd say that works is because it um masquerades you have like i'm i have not read the book i've only gone by the tv show and as far as i know the first season and the first book are i was gonna say the season one the book yeah. pretty much alike. yeah okay so right at the beginning of the first season i'm sorry uh you see some white walkers and then you're like the hell's going on here and then it's just straight up medieval drama until that moment with the with the with the dragons at the end. Until then, magic is like talked about, and it's like it's, it's talked about in hushed whispers and people saying like, "Oh, that's not real," doubting its existence, kind of thing. And so the fancy elements are there, and it's really well set up, but it's as you say, nothing's really done with it. So that way, when you finally get the dragons at the end of that, like I'd not read the books, I was I was there thinking like, "Oh, I guess that wasn't all bullshit then." Here you are slapped in the face with the fantasy elements and they still refuse to do anything with it. It's like Chekhov's gun, except they don't pay it off. It's the most frustrating thing I've seen in terms of build-up in one of these we've done so far. Because it's like, okay, yeah, why is this relevant? Why are you devoting time to this? Ugh. <laughs> and it, it does drown out the actual endearing character moments as well. Because the main focus of this story, despite all that fantasy, the fantasy elements and stuff, is talking about how a child of royalty makes friends. This is the long and short of it. And there is definitely a story to be told there. And I think they do tell it here. They actually tell it quite well. But it's surrounded by so much fluff that it, it's hard to get to like the very meat of the story, which is those relationships. And... One, when they do it, they do it well. But otherwise, it's like, oh, it takes so long to get there. It is 
frustrating as hell. It is there's so much stuff here. Too much, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I don't I can see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. From my perspective as someone who's read further on, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it. There is all the payoff. There is things that even in what we've read is hinting at things to come and sort of taking those fancy elements and putting them into place. Sure. I do think... So I think Sean said at the start this was originally a web novel. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the problem is perhaps they didn't necessarily know what to cut and what not to cut. That is a thought I had, I must admit, that maybe mm-hmm. they went, we should adapt the facts, and then <laughs> yeah, like, I think the space. <laughs> I, I, I had like this thought earlier when you were mentioning about all the characters. I think that's sort of a problem they had here, where it's like, oh, I don't want to cut any of the characters. They're all so great, and I want to draw them, and they're amazing. And They mm-hmm. might be important later <laughs> on. They might be. I, I will admit, a lot of the characters, from what I remember, we've seen outside of a couple of largely irrelevant. Yeah, like most most of the angels, irrelevant. Outside of one, they they are relevant in the sense of they give a setting to this because yes, yes, I... all of all of the angels you see, they're all got the straight up big wig Enochian angel names that like you've got. Raphael and Uriel, like if you know your Enogian law, then yes. it's there. So I, I don't mean to say they are literally irrelevant. It's more just like you could probably cut them, and you wouldn't lose too much, mm-hmm. as far as I'm yeah. aware. At this no, point. no, I, I agree, I agree. Like they do have some relevance, but yeah, you could cut them. You could cut so much of this, and, and that's sort of, sort. I think what might be happening in terms of the early parts of this story, where they're kind of like, oh, we want to show all these relationships getting built up. Before mm-hmm. we get into the like the meat of the plot, as it were, mm-hmm. or perhaps they just padded it out a smidge too much. A smidge. The <laughs> uh, things you can't cut too much away, because otherwise you then just lose all of your character relationships. They just become well. Sure. It it is a fine line. But that's I'd argue that's more what foreshadowing's for and all that, and I don't feel like. <sighs> There's a lot, like, don't get me wrong, I introduced a lot of characters, and I imagine some of this stuff will be important, but I don't feel like there's a lot of foreshadowing given. The issue with the density of what we got, because this is very dense, it takes you a long time to get through it. Like, you're just an average speed reader. And the problem is, when they do the foreshadowing stuff, it's just swallowed by the rest of the story. There's just too much around it that you never know, even if they devote an entire strip or chapter to it, it's like... You don't know how relevant that's going to be, but it's so like out of the norm that it has to be relevant. Like there's one part where it seems like a dream, but main character is talking with like this inner this inner voice, which turns out to be Eric. Like, yeah, it turns out to be like a, a sorceress that has possessed her body and allowed her to be reborn. It's weirdly complicated, but also not at the same time. Yeah, I get the feeling Erin is probably where the main plot lies considering yeah. her first appearance is also where they hint at the idea that maybe she hasn't been isekai'd once but has been isekai'd numerous times or reincarnated numerous yeah. times yeah a plot point that then isn't explored at any point at least up until the end of what we've read because yeah it's, it's completely it's so out of the norm that it has to be relevant but it's yeah. so swallowed by everything else that you just like left like okay that was weird let's move on 
I would disagree on that point in particular because Erin is actually brought up again and again after she's first introduced in that dream sequence. Like we have characters that are like mention her or um there's a character that gets introduced later on who we discover actually travelled with her and things like that. Yeah. Oh no, I agree Erin is. I meant more the whole yeah. reincarnation thing is then just Yeah. No, 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 I was I was re- uh yeah. mainly commenting on what Mike said there. Oh, yeah, it said. Like the the one chapter out of like like I, a million. Like Mike yeah. was saying how um uh stuff gets drowned out a bit and he was saying, Oh, you get the stuff with Erin and then he was sort of implying it get it got drowned out and I was saying, Well actually the Erin stuff does come up again and yeah, again. Yeah, it, it does come up a few times, but I feel like it's almost drowned out every time it comes up. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and maybe that's yeah. just my take from it. The whole pacing of that thing is just weird as well, because she appears after, I'm assuming, Irene or Ren or Rene. <laughs> whatever the fuck their name is. Whatever yeah. name they're feeling her, like Her that name moment. is Irene. Her nickname is Rin or Rene, depending on the particular translator you're reading. Yep. And then and then she meets Erin, and then later on, they both know Ren. Right. Yes. All makes sense. All but, makes uh, sense. yeah, oh my god, what point was I on about? Um, but yeah, <laughs> with uh, the reincarnation. With Erin, yeah, basically, you get introduced to her, but then I think literally the next time you see her, she is disapparated. I don't know. Something <laughs> like something happens by a character we've not spoken about yet. And so she's like, I need to go for some reason by. <laughs> But I'm you she, now, she and here's my free. magical bird, which you may have seen in one or two background panels. Now that's with you. I'm fairly so- short term. Am I a reincarnation of again. you? Are you me? Who knows? It's a, it's a lot of complicated ideas, which, yeah. because of their complexity, I would absolutely believe they didn't translate well. I, 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 I yeah. can believe that. I, I don't know if there's translation issues. I didn't have much trouble following it myself yeah like, i'm more it mean like very clear to me the relationship between them following but, it was difficult but doable i more mean like symbolically speaking there's probably some ideas that we probably don't quite get from our point of view because the translation can't isn't particularly good at portraying those ideas it's kind of what i'm thinking but at the same time it is followable it just takes a little extra effort and maybe a second reading <laughs> To me, it's less a translation thing. It's more just that there's she ties into a lot of the threads, which means she inevitably ties into a lot of the fifty thousand characters. So it's okay. often hard to tell exactly what's what's a real her. Is she a re- like as I mentioned? Is she a reincarnation? Because you feel like oh, she's like a spirit with inside her, but then good old Satan himself comes mm. along and is like ah, oh, brilliant, you're coming along now to f- set you for it. Oh, fucking no, I, so I legitimately don't. It's- know. It's implied that they are the same person, effectively. You I gather she was meant to be like a new version of her. Yeah, like I, I don't know if I'd necessarily go as far as a reincarnation, but they share the same spirit, I guess. <laughs> you see, I interpreted it completely differently. So that's the thing. That's I feel the implication itself. is she unlocks her spirit because you see her wandering to the black and white door. Oh, no. Yes, but the point the point is they they are one and the same. Yeah. There's a random Full Metal Alchemist moment in the middle of this as well. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it yeah, actually it's, is that. Yeah, it's it's a lot of extra confusion. <laughs> it's it's very clear that the artist of this, whoever it was, is uh <laughs> is very fa- fond of a uh, few things. Full Metal Alchemist is definitely one of them. 
uh, as according to a couple of frames I saw, uh, Dark Souls is definitely another one. But mate, you can't just call every medieval person with a sword Dark Souls. Say. This is like the problem with games journalism for the last decade. Oh, it's difficult. It's like Dark Souls. No, no, that's not what I'm doing. There is certain <laughs> characters and frames that are literally taking off some symbols, like for copyright purposes, I have to assume, literal Dark Souls armor, like down to the fine details. It is I mean, Dark, Dark Souls armor isn't exactly unique. I mean, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm just seeing it was not there, but it is real I fucking close. I think close. you're desperately looking for things you recognize in a sea of this, Mike. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to think, talk about a thing I enjoy. But that's the thing, because that actually ties into another point. So obviously you have those nights at some point, and don't worry, they're entirely irrelevant, so I'm not going to talk about them. But uh, yeah. that leads you into kind of like the combat of this, and the, this is probably the only bit of the art I don't really like, because the combat scenes are terrible they're not i, mean, I would argue the reason there are only a couple and again like, i agree it's not the focus yeah it's just it's when they're like, there it's like oh no you, do, you don't really actually get combat as such you get lots of posturing and lots yeah. of action lines and then it it's does over the loveless <laughs> yes. thing of everything happening just off frame <laughs> <laughs> it does because we're sort of viewing it from Rin's lens mm -hmm. and I feel like in a lot of those instances of combat it's usually like, no no, don't look, you shouldn't dirty your eyes with this and then it's like, sure. oh it's dead okay, good job yeah, sure, sure because this is yet another in the long standing history of manga or manga-esque things uh, where everyone is ridiculously powerful and has uh, power levels of over 82 billion and they can kill everything with one hit. I mean, when you're, you're the demon lord and you've got your position because you are the strongest, I feel Yeah, but, yeah, fair. Sure, sure. yeah fair. but he's not the only one that can do that. Which is like, <laughs> he's he's right. not, no. But <laughs> the point is, I would imagine him to be surrounded by similar. Yeah, sure, sure. It's just, it's a trope. <laughs> it's a I, trope I, for yeah. a reason. Because everyone's that, like that. But... And and the, uh, the, the, the mere humans cannot hope to stand up and you know they're going to nah <laughs> less said about that the better just because like okay it's been done mm. yeah so it's so when when this thing talks about interesting ideas it is interesting which is not a unfair statement because some of the characters in this are actually really good like I actually like Rin herself the main character uh, I found, uh, especially in the way she's drawn as well, but the way she's drawn, her attitude, the way people around her act as well, it's adorable, I would say, at first. Like, I was very much um, invested in that character because of... You were the... very much invested in a three-year-old girl. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, 550, Sean. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> okay, we'll explain this joke, because we've made it a, couple, a reference a couple of times. There's one part uh, where she's actually three years old, uh, as in she's not a three-year-old, 550-year-old. She is. She's she a three-year-old. Yeah. Three yes. She has been alive for three year old years. Three years old. Yes, like I mean, she is a twenty-year-old. Stop complicating it, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> she is no, a three-year-old. That's just one of the reincarnations. By don't forget the others. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> she has been alive for three years. In this, and form. she meets in this form. Stop yes. complicating it. 
<laughs> and and she meets a uh, she meets a, a friend who will become a potential friend who's actually a, it's a it's a young boy uh, possibly the appearance of I'm not very good at judging this but let's say like 10 11 is that sound yeah that's that sounds reasonable yeah so 10 10 year 11 year old dragon and so he finds her weirdly like creepily stalks her when she's just out in a field having a picnic or something which is a weirdly recurring theme as to how she makes friends but whatever yes. um having a picnic with a couple of house guard servants whoever they are it yeah it's it's her father's servant and then it's one of her mother's guardian angel people yeah Raphael or one of the Ra- big names Raphael. Anyway. yeah and so having a picnic and there's this this young boy stalking around who they then gets their attention joins the group and uh they're talking together and he says he just casually drops in conversation like uh, oh yeah I'm I'm 495 years old I'm a dragon even though he looks like a yeah. human Red dragon specifically, and you know that because he's got red hair, and he says it, but he has red hair. Crimson red dragon, like crimson. Sure, sure. Crimson, crimson, sure. When I ponce it up a bit more, he's a crimson red dragon, and he says like, "Oh yeah, I'm 495 years old, but I'm not considered an adult yet." And to which point, uh, this this young girl gets insecure, I guess, and says. Oh yeah, I'm 550 years old. I don't think it. She gets insecure. I think she's just like, ah, oh, can play a bit of a joke on him, because you know she she sees this kid and is like, there's no fucking way he's 495 years old. I'm gonna say I'm 550. Well, no, because she has like a soliloquy at that point, like, I'm sorry, father, I just lied. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. I, I think it was more because the uh, the guy took her a bit too seriously and he's like and she was like uh, i don't know if i should like correct him at this point or oh so it was like when somebody calls you by the wrong name and you're like you don't correct them straight away and then that becomes your name for a while <laughs> i think it was more <laughs> she said oh i'm 550 just to kind of play a bit of a joke on him and then he took it so seriously she was like i can't correct him now this no, no, no. I'm... I feel like it's more to try and justify a friendship with him because it's like, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm a similar that, yeah. age. Yes. Although, side note, um, a complete separate from this, there was uh, back when I was in sixth form, there was a cafe right. me and Where's my friends going? frequented, and this is talking about the the name thing. Okay. And uh, there was someone there who worked there, really friendly person. One day called me Sam. That's not my name. I assumed they were talking to someone else at the time. And so I didn't respond to it. Like, I didn't uh, say anything about it. And then they called me Sam again. I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> and so for like three years, they were calling me Sam until one day I went, you know, that's not my name, right? And it felt <laughs> so <laughs> shit. <laughs> Why did like, you wait for it? Because, because, like, two years in, I was like, I guess my name's Sam now. And I was like, it's not what harming anyone. Three years to... I, I see, I see this person, like... Why would you not, like, like, on the second time, be like, oh, no, sorry, I'm, I'm like... Because, I don't know, I was, like, an awkward teenager or something. I think it was, like, a couple of times. 
before I realized she was like saying it to me personally. Because there's also someone who came in with us sometimes called Sam. <laughs> so they probably heard they probably heard one of my friends talk to Sam and thought that was me. Easy mistake to make is my point. And it felt so shit. Because like after a while, like a year in, I'm like, I can't correct them. I can't do it's it. It's like uh, if, if you ever watch Friends. I have. Uh, Multiple times. It just reminds me of this, that one episode where um, Chandler's work, there's a guy that keeps calling him Toby. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's, it's been five years, I can't correct him. <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same thing. And then one day, I am living proof that you should not correct people when that happens, because when you do, it's a really shitty situation, because they feel lied to, they feel like an idiot for saying the wrong thing, and you feel like, a, you feel like an asshole for not correcting them sooner. And avoiding this whole situation. Just play it off like you've changed your name. Just be like, oh yeah, I changed my name recently. Yeah. So your solution for a, to resolve a misunderstanding is piling more lies on it. Look, it's worked for me for 30 years, buddy. So. <laughs> your name's not actually Sean. Ah, <laughs> oh, Gustav, good to see you. It's not Sean, it's Sean. God. Uh, Sean spelt the other way. Sean, the artist formerly known as Sean. <laughs> oh. So yeah. Anyway, back to but, that. Uh, dra dra dragging us back to this. To be fair, the whole age dragging thing. us back. <laughs> <laughs> the age thing does drag me into another kind of thing I like and I'm frustrated by at the same time. So mm, one of right. the kind of plots of this is that occasionally, like several of the characters pick up who aren't aware of her nature, reincarnation nature, pick up on the fact that uh, she's very mature for her age. Like even mm -hmm. at three years yeah. old, like one of the angels is like, man. She should be like crying and begging for attention all the time, but she's like she understands our, our feelings and is it often sympathetic towards us and like mature beyond her age. But then they never go into that. They never think, man, maybe we should look into that. It's like, oh, weird. Yeah, because there, because yeah. there is actually a twenty-year-old in there. Like she still yes. remembers her whole life. It's implied that she like forgets it sometimes, and then like sometimes it comes back, but. I think it's like sometimes her urges, like especially when she's a baby, she can't control her urges, as it were. So it's like, yeah, the, she does very specifically point that one out, doesn't she? Like, yeah. in the very early comics, it's like, oh no, I'm hungry. Why, why can I not stop myself from crying? Goddamn baby yeah. instincts. So, yeah, like it gets very weird when you consider that whole 20 year old and a three year old's body. Because for the large portion of what we read, she is three years old. And. This even feeds into when we meet that dragon character because he gets kind of like disappointed when he hears that she's 550 years old because he likes younger women. <laughs> I, I'm i sure yeah. I like young girls, at which point I've wrote next to this quote, oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, yes. no don't, don't be doing it like that. <laughs> At which point he then that just says, comes out of nowhere and it's like, ah, it does. Ah. and it, it, it can't be a mistranslation because the facial expression is that of someone who is imagining exactly what he would do to young girls. And, uh. and then he says, don't worry, I can learn to like older girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's so creepy from yeah. a 495 year old. Yeah. Like, you can do love at first sight without having to be like, I like him young. Oh, yeah. My first thought, immediate thought, was, you know, Twilight, the 
fucking yes. werewolf imprinting thing. It's like exactly what I was thinking. Like, do you guys know this? What I'm talking about? Vaguely. I feel fortunately that happened in the part of Twilight I never got to. Okay, it, it's not um, it's it's not a big thing. Weirdly, it's like, but it's um, there's a werewolf character, the main werewolf character, Jacob. Sure, I don't know the name, but basically. There's more to it, but basically, sees a baby and he goes, I'm going to fuck that baby when it's older. <laughs> it's like he imprints on the baby to the point, like, this is the one for me. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's so weird and wrong. And was used as a narrative device to get him out of the love triangle. But besides that, ah. This is, and this is why you read the first Twilight book and then you stop. No, don't. <laughs> first don't Twilight read. book's all right. I'll defend mm. that. Sure. Ignore the rest of it. The rest of it goes off the rails, especially in the fourth book, which I think is the one you're on about. But uh, yeah, it is. It's quite late. Yeah. But yeah, it's that's exactly what I thought of at first. It's like <laughs> just a dude walking up, and like, yeah, I get that he looks like ten or eleven, so it's less weird. I mean, it's still fucking weird. Well, he, he actually says, "He is a child." Dragon standards. Yeah. He is a child. Yes. Yeah. Because but... they keep bringing up the magical coming of age ceremony, which will come. Honestly, I'm assuming it does, actually. I assume so. It seems like we're almost at it. Chapter 30 was they were literally there. Yeah, they, they flash forward to it at one point, and it's like she's now mysteriously looks 18 years old. So Well, that's because yeah. they keep imagining like, what they're going to be as adults. Yeah, yeah. Like she's yeah. imagining the bishy version of him and sure. stuff like that. But yeah, like it's just a very creepy scene not yeah because it's the whole like they yeah. he was like stalking them to get into the conversation in the first place like, ah say, this is like their first interaction as well it's yeah. like uh, come on guys come on fortunately yeah. it doesn't go that way no fortunately I, I do think perhaps one of my favorite moments is when um her dad finds out about him <laughs> yeah and, and just the whole He's like, no, no, she's not 550. She's three. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> and because the dragon's dad is there at that point as well, yeah. who also just looks yeah. like a regular ass human. And <laughs> he says, uh, he says, like, but she said she was 550 years old. She's three. Why would you believe that? <laughs> it's like the idea was like, oh, you, like, your, your child's been seducing my boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the, the kid, like, the the, the bo young boy dragon is like, no, that's not true. What? <laughs> Why are you saying this, Dad? <laughs> it's because they've been meeting up so much, wasn't it? They were like, yeah. oh, yeah, let's go out and play as kids do. Yeah, like, this is the thing I'm saying. I like these characters. I really do. And I think they're portrayed very well within the overloaded whole of this thing. It's like, oh. but it, it's hard to get to those points that you do like. But it is easy to pick out individual moments. They're like, yes, that part is great. It's just, it's so hard to get to those points when you're naturally reading this thing. Like, because everything mm. is so dense, it, it takes you so long to get to each individual moment. It's like, I read 30 chapters of this for this podcast, like the others did, of course. And it's, I don't know if I would have stuck with it this long without that definitive end point because it just takes so long to get to anything the the, the enjoyable moments are way too far and it's it it makes it really hard to to enjoy these characters even though they are enjoyable they are very well written very well drawn and they you really do get a sense of personality from them 
Like, everyone in this, even the throwaway character, feels unique, to me at least. So I would love to see more of a select core of characters and less of all of the massive amounts of fluff because that would make this a very enjoyable read. Even for someone like me who's not typically into the relationship stuff, the shoujo stuff, I would actually enjoy this if they just cut it down a bit. So I've obviously read ahead, mm -hmm. as I usually have. Yeah, how much have you read, by the way? I'm, I'm up to date. Yeah, so about how much is that at this point? Uh, 60 something, I think. Okay, so it's like a little over double. I think you know, off the top of my head, officially translated up to about 45, scanned up to about 60, and I think there's about yeah. 90 overall in the okay. uh, Korean. So, yeah. so we're like a third in to the whole plot. So. Of so what's been done so a, far. A third yeah. of what is available. Yeah. yeah. Half of what is translated. Sure. So yeah, you've read further. Yes. And I've, I've essentially read the next arc, I guess, mm -hmm. is the easiest way of putting it. Steady on, this has arcs. Yes, it does. And you do sort the the characters do kind of get trimmed down a bit, and you do get more of the plot, as it were. Mm -hmm. Well, I did a, I did assume that because we're building at the point we stop, we're building up to after she turns eight, she and um Daddy Demon are going to go to uh, the Demon World for a bit. I was like, yeah. right, that's probably, dear God, I hope that's where the plot starts. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that is like the next plot arc. It's basically them in the Demon World. Something has to happen at that yes. point. <laughs> yes, well, because so we actually find out, you know, the dad's been going back and forth between what they call the middle world. Yeah, which is where Earth, I she assume. lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's this world's equivalent of Earth. Because yeah. it's implied there's like heaven, the yeah. middle realm, which is like Earth where the humans live, and then the demon world. Yeah, like the majority of this story, at least what we read, takes place in the middle world. The middle world, yeah. And um, we've said before, like the dad occasionally disappears to go do business for like a month at a time. He goes to the mm -hmm. demon world. And basically there's a whole thing where um, Satan himself, not mm -hmm. his actual name, but um, the... Hold on, I've got it. Give me one Oh man, the names in this are sometimes beautiful. The, the names are pretty great. At Where times, the shit? Yeah. I've got so many characters. Uh, Cassius. <laughs> Cassius, yep. He is the father of demon kind. He is the god of demons. And, might I add, on again, yeah. off again relationship with God. Yep. <laughs> uh, sure, yes. The, the other god whose name I've not bothered writing down. But yes, Cassius, the demon god, turns up uh, one day and talks to Caravan, our demon king father mm -hmm. and basically says hey yo go sort shit out in the demon world it's getting fucked up with you going back and forth take your daughter with you mm -hmm. which is basically where we get up to kind of uh, at the end of our things they're just doing like the coming of age ceremony and then it's they go off to the demon world yes so stuff has to happen there right yeah stuff, stuff happens stuff definitely happens and as yeah. i say like uh Stuff has sort of been foreshadowed, like very briefly, admittedly, for some of it. So there's like, as, as I said, like you've got there's there's like a plot with the East Demon King is teaming up with some guy. Yeah, some bad guy goes sorted out. Like that. That's the extent of about what we know at this point. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, 
But uh, you do get more stuff around Erin. Because that, as we sort of said, that's a fairly central point to everything. Mm. Yeah, that, this is kind of like talking about this doesn't sound like there's a lot going on. There's a reason for that. It's like there's, <laughs> there's, there's not a lot going on. There it, is both a lot and nothing at all happening at the same time. There's a lot of side dressing. <laughs> so there is. I think the thing for me is, again, having read further ahead, as I say, a lot of what's happening in these first 30 chapters is set up. It's all building for stuff that's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that brings into a, like, an alternate debate of like how much setup is too much yeah. setup. Like, this much. Some, yeah. <laughs> like, well, for example, to use another example of something we actually covered a while back, uh, when we were doing Pigpen, that was about mm-hmm. 20 episodes or so of setup and establishing mystery and characters before pulling the trigger and all that. Mm-hmm. And even then, I think at the time, we were like, this is starting to drag on. And if it hadn't been for that final like, 10 episodes, we might have been a bit less favourable than we were. But. I think the big thing with Pigpen, though, was there wasn't really much in the way of foreshadowing to that big no. twist that we got to right at the end. It was no, just only, oh, and here's this bombshell. It's like, whoa, that's great. But I mean, it's more just like how much foreshadowing yeah. are you willing to sit through and read? Sorry, not foreshadowing. How much setup are you willing to sit through or read before you're like, nah, yeah, I'm bored get now. On get on with it. Yeah. Now, you see, I don't mind Pigpen's setup, and maybe I don't remember what I said at the time. I mean, this might be completely opposite, <laughs> but I don't mind it looking back because it does the exact same thing that Game of Thrones did that we were talking about earlier, which is like it masquerades as one thing and then reveals it's another. And I think the setup Pigpen yeah. has is enough to convince you it's definitely going to be one thing, and then it just just clicks in like, oh, wait, this is something completely different. And I see that I see what they did there. I think the big difference is obviously like with Pigpen, you've got the you've you've got stuff happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, there's all the mysteries of like the, those numbers and things and whatnot. Yeah. And like what happens to all these people and like where where is he and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas in this, we don't have any of that. It's just oh, something bad's happening over in the demon world. Well, we don't learn about that at all in the 30 chapters. Oh my god, it's Rimmy Tim. And did you know he's related? He's like the (laughs) half-brother of Bingo McNuggets. And (laughs) the the, uh, less less popular item from McDonald's (laughs) But they were best friends with this person who's dead, but not really dead. Because their spirit lives on. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like the the foreshadowing is completely divorced from all of the information you're given about the foreshadowing. It's like it's, it's doesn't it, it's two different stories mashed together, which is what it feels like to yeah, me. But kind of like I think sort of as we get towards the end of the third chapters, we read it's starting to bring it together a bit more. Mm-hmm. I really hope. Considering in the last few strips, they also introduced why she was another important character in Ren, in Ren. who is now packed, born with Ren. Yep. Yes. Ren, Ren and Ren. Yeah. Yep. Ren and Ren flowerpot men. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Did say it's in like those last ten strips? I guess I didn't really bother writing numbers down for this exactly. Sure. Where we start to learn more about. 
again, not much, admittedly, at this point, but you start to get more about Erin. Yes. This person that appears to run in her dreams and lives in her heart kind of thing. The, the seven-year-old arc, basically, is when Erin starts yeah. to... And, uh, you know, you find out that there's, as Sean mentioned earlier, I think you, we learned she was this great magician and actually suddenly we find out that loads of characters we've either already been introduced to or people that we are then introduced to know Erin in some way. Mm-hmm. Yes, she um, she saved the middle realm from being destroyed by a previous demon lord slash king slash Satan, one of them, and yes. was was then punished by God. But you know, the, that's the last question. Yes. Like yep. why? It just yeah, it was punished by God. It'll be dealt is... with in episode fifty billion. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe punished by God and was therefore shackled. And then that's that's when we see her in Erin uh, in fucking hell. Oh, I'm doing it. In, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say Irene. I'm going to use her actual name and not a nickname to avoid this. Confusion. I use Irene in all my notes for that exact reason. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a million characters and they were four names. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yes, in Irene slash Rin's dream, where she meets Erin for the first time, she's like, oh. She's got uh, shackles around her wrists and ankles. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a punishment from God, blah, blah, blah. And then later on, there's a scene with um, Cassius, the demon god, who's like, no, no, I shall take your sins. And then Eren is free. And her and Irene become one slash are the same already. Yep. It's simple. The bird of her soul then jumps <laughs> into Ren and then boom. <laughs> The bird was Aaron's familiar. Yeah, it's it is some straight up full metal alchemist shit at this point. It's like it's <laughs> you're not really meant to understand it. It's just like ah, oh, sure, that, let's go with it. <laughs> and it's at this point they're also like let's introduce the magic system at this point as well. Yeah, suddenly there's yeah because this is how you learn magic, the mechanics of how you learn magic. What is it with these like strips we do and like their necessity for? Detailly explaining mechanics of things. The thing is, I'm not bothered by explaining why magic works in this world. Like that's or in like a series, that's fine. And sometimes it could be interesting if there's like nuance to it, like in Full Metal. But sure. uh, in it, it is just another layer in this one, and I yeah. really didn't need uh, another I, layer. I don't think they even really explain much about this one. They're like, yes, there is mana. You use yeah. mana to mana to cast. Spells? The closest thing I can describe that how they describe mana is the uh, Eastern philosophy of chi. It's essentially yeah. the same idea, but they call it mana instead. But the thing is, it's it's, it's not it's not relevant. It's pointless. No. They already show I, I... whenever someone casts magic, they show this very early on. Magic circle thing happens. That's all. You don't need to explain that. <laughs> if you can just say like you can do magic. Cool. They, there you go. That's how you do it. You don't need to explain the mechanics yeah. of how it happened. To be fair, I don't think they spent too long on that. No, that is again just like another bit. But it's more like you're just reading it, going, "Oh my god, I yeah. don't care. Is, is this going to matter? No. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, maybe it will. Please don't say that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, yeah. So we get introduced to Aaron, as, as I say, and then you get all these other characters. Who are, you get some of them who are apparently out searching for her still, such as uh, Ren, 
mm-hmm. uh, who appeared like right at the end of what we read. Mm-hmm. And then you get others like um, there was another dragon we're kind of very briefly introduced to who was saved slash stopped by Eren. Uh, that would be uh, Ray's aunt. Who yeah. The names in my list somewhere. Yeah. Taisha. Yeah. Taisha. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna say yes because I didn't deem it important enough to make the note. But she owns the castle they live in, Phil. That's very important to know. I very much. Um, <laughs> when it got to that chapter, even while reading, I was like, "This isn't relevant, is it?" And just I found it very easy to. They get it. they get a magical ring, which probably will be relevant, and that's about yeah. it, really. Yeah. Well, the, Say so the main thing is you find out this um, dragon lady. You know she has a strong connection to Erin, and yeah. is obviously also looking for her. But um, it's sort of implied. No one obviously knows the link between Irene and Erin, besides Cassius, the demon god, who obviously does. And he's like, no, no, we'll keep this secret between us. Yeah, Cassius, the demon god, appears first when. Uh, main character is a Irene. baby, sure, is a baby in a crib and just very creepily reads her thoughts immediately. And then they try and shrug that off as like, oh, I just do that sometimes. Like, well, that's that's weird. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, Mike, firstly, he's Satan. Why would he care? Sure. And also, how you can't exactly have them have a conversation without doing that. <laughs> Well, why is he, like, alone in this baby's room to begin with? Because he's because a granddad. granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking Satan, is what he is. I mean, he's that too, but... <laughs> yeah, um... So, yeah, that that's how he also finds out that she is also a 20-year-old in there. So, well, yeah. It's implied that he knows this, and also that somebody administrates the whole reincarnation process. But, yeah, uh, it, it's also not crazy. So maybe relevant. that'll be a plot point down the line. Yeah, if it sounds disjointed what we're talking about, it's because it is in the story as well. Like, so much of this is introduced as like, this is important, but then it, as far as I can tell, has no intention yeah. of coming back. It's, it almost maybe always it is like, will... we'll get to that later, and then who knows when later will come. Yep, uh, it, there's, there's a lot of that. Like, that is definitely my main takeaway from this well that and one actual positive thing the art of this is actually very good not including the fight scene choreography as we discussed earlier the actual Mm. art is really good like really good it is in color because it's a strip not a manga yeah and they use that color very very well uh it's very easy in these for the color for colorized stuff to um go too heavy but I think when they do heavy colors, they do it for a reason. Uh, this thing is very bright, it's very vibrant, and it allows facial expressions to do the talking in a lot of situations. Like You definitely understand the mood of a situation based on the facial expressions, because the art is really, really good. And there is little to no face blindness, despite... The million yeah. characters. <laughs> like I do wanna yeah, I wanted to specifically praise that. Like there are as you probably gather from what we've been saying, like I think I've got like thirty to fifty characters now. We've been exaggerating there. a lot, but there is a lot of There's characters. a lot of characters. But when they're on screen, you will go, Oh, it's that one. Unless it's a yeah. new character you've not met before, you go, Oh, I remember that one. Oh, I remember them. And that you might not remember 
their name or who exactly <laughs> they were, but you'll go, yeah. yeah, I recognize them. I did also just want to say as well that the uh, I like the backgrounds in this as well. I think yeah. they also do a great job of portraying whereabouts you are currently, like be it in yeah. the middle realm, the demon realm, a castle, a town, or wherever. I feel that also does a really yeah. good job. The art is fantastic, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, just on the topic of recognizing characters, the one problem I had was occasionally I had trouble telling the difference between um, Caravan and his servant. Oh, par Parajuvenal Dijon Caravan, yeah. Uh, Harchen, Hartzen. Harchen, yes. No, I didn't really have a problem with that. Uh, I, I can understand people wouldn't, but me, it wasn't every time, but some. I think there was a couple of panels where I was just like, oh, wait, hang on, that's the servant, it's not her dad, but that's usually helped by the clothes more than the face. Mm-hmm. It also does a neat little trick as well. When if they're not on screen and talking, then they'll put like a, just a little version of their head. Yeah, just like, like a little chibi face. Yeah. yeah, so you yeah. know who it is. Yeah, like it's a lot of little things which actually make this very good. Even if you do at first get a little bit of face blindness, you are able to figure it out very quickly. You're never left stumped as to who's talking at any time. Like, this is this is a very well like writing issues aside. This is a very well composed piece as like just a strip as an art piece. So if the fighting choreography was there and a bit more visible, then I would absolutely say that um, this is the best looking thing we've ever reviewed. Whoa! Whoa bold praise from Mike. Take that solo leveling. <laughs> hey, solo leveling's got great art, but it's inconsistent at best sometimes it does start rough solo leveling yeah so like it has some and don't get me wrong i'm not saying solo leveling art is bad it is really good like especially like individual frames are really really good but this is consistently good throughout with the exception of that fight choreography if that was yeah. there this would hands down be the best one but now i'd say it's like on even footing with solo leveling in terms of art which is a little annoying because I know this is a predominantly manga-based show, and the two we've liked so far Korean have webtoons, yes. Korean webtoons, yeah. Those are the best us, so far. They've got a somewhat distinct advantage of color. As I was about to say, yeah. I don't really see that as an advantage, of like how good the art itself is. Uh, I, it's another choice. It's in the same way that you could say that manga has the advantage of the ability to utilize much heavier shading in scenes. Sure, but I mean the point. So, for example, we talk about face blindness. It's a lot easier to accomplish that yeah. when you have an entire palette of colors instead of yeah, black, I so. slightly darker black. Although like, I would say, yeah, you can have actual hair colors and things rather than. I mean, yeah, bold statement from someone who is not, but I would say in this, a colorblind person would probably have no problem tracking who which characters which. Like, bold statement, I know, because I'm not colorblind, but, like, if you were to, like, grayscale your monitor somehow, then I'm sure you could still do it. Hmm. Like, this is... Yeah, this is actually very good. Uh, yeah, it definitely helps that everyone seems to have their own unique hairstyles as well to help Yeah, with at the very least, yeah. Like, a lot of thought was put into this. Like, a lot of thought. <laughs> Probably too much thought. I suppose one, one thing as well I did pick up in terms of the art is, like, the different factions seem to have their own attire. Style? Yeah. yeah, style. Oh, yeah. So like yeah. all the angels are always wearing like white and things, for example. But like even exactly. within even within factions, there's like there's they've got their own style as well. Yeah. Like um, there's you see dragons, cool. They look like regular ass humans, except 
the white dragons look definitively different from the red dragons and not just because yeah. of the colors. So yeah, a ton of thought into the design of this was was put in, which is why, again, I'm thinking somebody just wanted to build a gacha. <laughs> but yeah, if it's, I mean, it works, so can't really fault it in that regard. Like Those are my two main takeaways from this. It's really good to look at, terrible to read. <laughs> Like it's it's sad, but yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating world. If um, maybe one that they go to too many pains to demonstrate. <laughs> I, I would like to be clear. I would not mind all of this information appearing in a story. Every single drop of this, I don't mind. It's the fact that they spend thirty chapters just explaining that stuff with very little space for character development. This does feel like if you were buying this as a obviously it's not getting a physical release and I doubt it will. But um this does feel like the kind of thing you'd stick at either the front or the back and be like, here's a, like a diagram of how they're all related and who they all are. <laughs> like like yeah, in the start of like mangas where you've got like, here's who all these characters are and Yeah. 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 Or maybe just take the exact same amount of information and just spread it out a bit more. <laughs> just like make it more digestible. Don't try and Spread it out, and then sprinkle some actual plots. Exactly, yeah. Spread it out, and then compact it. (laughs) Spread it out, and then load it the fuck down with more information. (laughs) No! Like, oh boy, there's so many gaps in between the exposition. Let's put more exposition. We can go to all the detail we had to cut out of the web novel. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine what this would be like to read as a novel. I didn't know it was a novel before now. It's not available, sadly, as far as I could see in English. But I would genuinely like to read like one or two of this just to see what what made the cut and what didn't make the cut. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like on this podcast. I'm like, what the fuck is gonna not make the edit? <laughs> I was gonna say every, everything makes the edit, buddy, apart from oh, jokes everything about you say. almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is where there's a very conspicuous cut because of all the bad shit I just said. You'll be fine. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't particularly think I have any other points to bring up. Do you guys have anything else to say? Uh, Phil, I throw to you here because I know you usually. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I'd be interested to see the web novel. Um, I know there's a few things I read in terms of like manga and web comics which have web novel counterparts, and occasionally when reading comments on like new chapters and things, people are like. Oh, I can't believe they cut this part out of the web novel or whatnot. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see what, if anything, was cut out of this. Well, maybe they went the opposite way. Maybe they oh, pulled yeah. a, a Hobbit movies with this and they just oh, added yeah. shit. Maybe, maybe they did. Maybe, they did. Maybe, maybe actually the 30 chapters we read are like five chapters of the web novel or something. They just padded what, it out. What are you implying they added? <laughs> well, it's entirely because possible. Almost everything is character introductions or establishments, so... It's, it's entirely possible that like, the actual plot that we did get to in this was all that's in the book, and the books are only like five minutes long, five minute <laughs> reads. And they just added all the extra mechanics and shit. Please, no, now yeah, I'm getting flashbacks to like book James Patterson's book shots, I think it was. Mm. It's like, oh man, it's like a book, but like ultra thin, and like, oh, it's <laughs> like a shot. Like, uh, uh. I've not heard of that before, but it sounds awful. I have. Never read them because I've read two James Patterson books and was like, this was a mistake. (laughs) 
Oof. deep cuts from Sean. Oh, damn, son. Why do you think I'm doing this podcast? Like, this is much better. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, damn, that is a deep cut. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so in that case, I think we'll, uh, we've pretty much all covered everything that we have to say on this. So we will throw to the usual conclusionary questions. That's a word. Sure is. Mike, would you read more of this? I want to read more of this, but I'm not going to read more of this because I... Who's got the time for that level of commitment, you know? (laughs) It's like, I fully believe there is an interesting story to be told here. And I fully believe within the next 60 chapters, some interesting stuff will occur. But the first 30 was so damn slow, but also so compacted that it's like... Oh, I can't imagine reading another 30 of this. Like, I don't have the energy for that. Like, maybe I'll just look at the pictures and just enjoy those. <laughs> because, goddamn, I will not be reading more of this. Because, oof. And if it ever does miraculously get licensed, I definitely don't have the money to invest like... in that. Oh, okay. It does. You're, you're right. But I definitely don't have the money to invest <laughs> in, like, that amount of just fluff. <laughs> like, could save the environment with that amount of money it would take them to get to a point yeah one thing i think we all commented on before the podcast started was that it took this one took us longer to read than it oh. usually would for a webtoon and i didn't know if it was because it was longer but i think it's probably more in line with think what you and fell have implied which is that it's denser than a lot of what we've read i do i do think it is a bit longer stripped strip not necessarily massively so but enough that over 30 chapters. Well, this is accentuated, but I think I was going to mention but forgot, which is, while the art is good, there is multiple times when it just has, like, chunks of nothing for a while. I don't mean, like, white, it's just, like, some cutesy background, but, like, that's all it is for, like, quite a while of scrolling, where there's usually, like, one or two speech bubbles, and it's, like, even in spite of that, it's still dense as hell. Like, there's so much stuff in this. It just takes so long to get through and while i do like the art i i can't i can't devote more time to reading this i wish i could because it's got some interesting ideas like it's not bad it's just it's a it's a mission yeah i i weigh pretty much in the same thing i like a lot of the concepts that are introduced here and i feel that there is a good story to be told but i don't think we will ever get said good story or it will ever be properly realized because it's always just drowning under a sea of character introductions and now this guy's going by this name and this guy's this demon lord of the northeast southwest irrelevant set dressing yeah yeah as i say i feel it's a i say i'm not one who hates like setup you can have prolonged setup that's fine but you need to sprinkle something in to latch me on and this just never does it it keeps implying that maybe this will be important and then just moves on this will be important and then moves on in many ways it reminds weirdly uh the one that i ended up comparing it most to in my head was and i've already forgotten the name of it which is how much i enjoyed that series remember the one where we did where it was the one where pervy things get your lp back right a hidden only i can enter yeah that had like so many interesting mechanics that it just then never really explored or utilized i get the same vibes from this in some regards like it's not it doesn't have any of the pervy shit don't get me wrong like that this is very much you could you could give this to your kid to read there'd be no issues 
But um, yeah, I just get the sense that it's never going to actually build on any of the interesting ideas that it has. Or maybe it does in 100 chapters. I don't know. But I'm, I've run out of patience to give it the chance. Yeah. So despite the, as we've mentioned, mostly good art, despite some nice, interesting character interactions and moments, I just, I'd go mad if I kept reading this. But uh, <laughs> Phil, you did, you did keep reading this. You're up to date with uh, however much is available, but scan late at the moment. If it got physically released, would you pick it up? Because I'm assuming you're not going to buy good old Tappy Bucks. I'm never buying Tappy Bucks. I think I mentioned this on. Yeah, I think we discussed this. Yeah. One, one yeah. of the webtoon ones. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will never invest in Tappy Bucks. Third party currencies can suck it. Yeah, basically. Uh, if you want to sponsor us, I'll happily sell that. <laughs> In, incidentally, if you want to buy Taffy Box. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to advert now. Fiscal <laughs> uh, release. At this point in time, no, I don't think so. I, like, I, I enjoy it enough. I don't think I enjoy it that much. Like, I... If I couldn't read it, it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. Whereas like something like Solo Leveling, like, oh crap, I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. In fact, I do have the first volume on order and should totally be here any time now. Nice. Goddamn Amazon. <laughs> As we record this, Solo Leveling Volume 1 is available to buy if you can find it. it. it yeah, if they get round to delivering it. Bear in mind, I pre-ordered this in fucking November. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, for this one, probably not. I, it, it depends, really. If, if there were, like, oh, a volume covers 30 chapters and is 10 quid or something, I'd be like, yeah, maybe. But I don't see any realistic outcome from that. That makes me think, yeah, I would buy it physically. There we go then. Kind of, we want to, but no. I think is the uh, the general vibe, which is a shame because this is an isekai that does something quite different. Uh, like I made the isekai joke at the start, but this is actually not like a standard. I'm the untoppable god of this world, isekai. Like <laughs> so many. Not yeah. yet, anyway. Not yet. No. Oh, I was wait. I was waiting for it. I mean, hey, at least if we get there, this one has built to it. It like, yes, a lot it more than other ones. <laughs> at least you've had the journey. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a thing more so with the shoujo demographic ones. Um, say, I, I read a few. I almost certainly will make us read at least one or two more in that sort of demographic in the isekai genre. Got to spread them out amongst all the other trashies. Yes, yes that's the thing. I do try and spread <laughs> things out a bit for you. But um, yeah, particularly with like the shoujo ones, they don't tend to just, as you were saying, they don't tend to just come in and they're instantly overpowered. Because, as I said earlier, they tend to focus more on the character relationships rather than, I've, I've got to be the world's strongest, I've got to beat every motherfucker up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So them being the most ungodly powerful being is usually very much secondary or tertiary if it is even a thing yeah so uh i'd say i i feel there is there's probably a shoujo isekai out there for me that i will enjoy just not this one not this one yeah just not yeah. this one 
I, I came so close to enjoying this. So close. It just ugh, stumbled at the last hurdle. Oh, first hurdle. A hurdle was stumbled. And if you, you want to see more stumbling at hurdles, Mike, where can they uh, watch you on, on the Twitch? Okay, first, rude. Second, <laughs> second uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash berserkra, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R. And you want me to tell me my opinions are trash, then you can find me um, on Twitter at B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R. Same name, different place. Yes, uh, you can follow Phil at Phenaxian, P-H-E-N-A-X-K-I-A-N. <laughs> Not even asking wow. this week. <laughs> wow, <rude. laughs> he's so he's so sassy right now. Oh, so what can they find on your Twitter, Phil? Uh, I, I don't know. I, what was the last thing I did on Twitter? <laughs> I don't Pro- know. <laughs> probably gadgets or laughing at me. If you commented on any of the recent gaming events, maybe that. <laughs> uh, I think I liked a couple of tweets, probably about it. Definitely tell him his opinions on Mangrove Trash. Definitely tell him that. You can tell me whatever you like. I'm still going to ignore it. Phil is, <laughs> wow. Phil is the most invested in your opinions. <laughs> All I'm saying is these two can't convince me to stop reading things. You've not got much of a chance. <laughs> if you want to check out my stuff, firstly, why? Secondly, at Laser King, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G. Uh, you can follow the podcast as a whole at Trash Manga Cast, where we will ha- let you know the instant an episode, new episode goes live. But hey, if you also want to like skip that step out and you just want to have them immediately download, then why not subscribe to us on your various podcasting service of choice? Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, we're on all of them. Yes, you can even listen to us on Alexa if you have that. And you can find links to all of our Twitters and such down in the show notes down there. And hey, if don't forget to uh, rate and review us if you've got the time. It would really help us out. But um, that kind of brings this episode to a close and kind of this era of Trash Manga Friends, really, because we've, we've looked, we've, we've reflected on these webtoons and these manga that we've covered, and we feel that it's time for a change. It's time to change our demographic and go off to what our real passion is. So, Phil, tell us, give them a tease about what will happen in the first ever episode of Trash Hentai Friends. We're going to read hentai. Damn straight. So tune in. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. I, it's, it's, I've been trying to hold it in for a long time, but I just can't. I just. I mean, we, we talk about pervy stuff all the time. We may as well finally actually review hentai. Yeah. Like, Sean came to me with the idea for this podcast, and I was like, oh man, can I suggest hentai? And he was like, no, no. And I've worn him down, finally. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff we've reviewed is basically hentai anyway. That, so. that, that's it. I'm, I'm, I was just easing him into it. I mean, you can tell from down. the start when Phil was like, well, here's vo- episode one, it's Rent-A-Girlfriend. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Can't, can't have hentai, so we're going to have this trash instead. Got it. But now we're reviewing hentai. And yeah, now we are reviewing hentai. So if you want to hear us review hentai and a whole new era of trash hentai friends, we'll see you next fortnight. Take care, everybody.